Welcome to Swapping Joysticks. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a bit wow. of tea in my, in my throat. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just let me go Is move that a frog? on. It was, yeah. But uh, welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is the 29th of March. That's the three, isn't it? Uh, tw 2023. And uh, money says that your hair looks great, so that probably means mine looks terrible. Oh. Um, but that's yeah. Funny. Hope everybody's doing well. This is uh, Swapping Joysticks, your home of LGBTQIA+, streaming and gaming content. And, uh, yeah, we. I am Ben Ostwick, otherwise known as Biggest Venus. And I'm joined, as always, by... Um, I won't mispronounce your name. Might not work. Uh, Careful. Yeah. Ed. <laughs> How are you doing, Ed? Well, you can't, pronounce, you can't mispronounce Ed. Ed, no, you can't. You can spell it wrong, though. The number of people who spell it with two Ds, and I'm like, there's only one D in Ed. Oh, it's Eddie. Ed, Ed it's, and Eddie. No, it's short for Edward. So it's definitely just one D. Ed. One D is all you need. Ed with one D. That's yeah. what we call him. There you go. That's <laughs> all you need. Ed with two Ds. I'm going to be having words. Um, but yeah, how has your week been, Ed? Edard? It's been all right. Mm -hmm. It's been all right. Um, I had a lot of gamer rage at the weekend, but I'm... Um, why did you? Now. Why did you have gamer rage? Because I was playing games with you. That's why. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, we yes. We can talk about that with what we've been playing, but um. Yeah. But no, true. it's been it's been alright. It's been busy, but um, yeah, just lots of work. And welcome. We this is the new day for swapping joysticks for it's this not. week. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, we are every live every week now on a Thursday. Um. But why are we on Wednesday, Ed? Because I'm out tomorrow. Oh well. I got long... plans. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, swanning off somewhere nice. Where are, you, where are you swanning off to? Can you tell us? A red carpet. Ooh. Is it the Oscars? No. Is it the Brit Awards? No. Is it the BAFTA film? No. No. Is it the... Is it the... Grammys? No. Is it the Mercury Music Prize? No. That would be great. These are all great choices, but nothing to do with gaming. So, well done. Is it the Gaming Awards? No. Is it the Gaming Awards? No. Okay. <laughs> That's the same thing. Well, the Gaming Awards and the Gaming Awards. You mean Game Awards? Are they called Game Awards? Yes. I don't know. I, I don't watch them. If you're going to joke, get it right. Is it like four o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Too late. It's wild. Um, go on then. Tell us where well, are you going? To, I'm going to the BAFTA Game Awards tomorrow. The BAFTAs. To report, not the, to not to watch. The DAFTAs. Oh, what are you? Um, who are you wanting to win? As a journalist, you're allowed to have a no. I must be impartial. Ugh, you're not a member. You're not a BAFTA member, are you? No, not yet. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've seen people. One day, maybe. I've seen BAFTA members, and I'm like, why are they members? So, uh, you know, maybe maybe you'll be there. Well, my personal favourite is um, Citizen Sleeper, and I hope Citizen Sleeper wins everything. It's nominated for four awards, it... including British Game and Game for Impact. Mm. And I would like it to win both of those. Yes. I think it, I mean, it deserves it. It is a fantastic, fantastic game. And uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, hoping that. So who's on your table? I'm not on a table. Oh. I'm press. Oh. I wait backstage. And uh. interview people when they win. Who do you want to interview? Um, so, well, spoiler. Speaking of Citizen Sleeper, oh yeah, I have already interviewed um, Gareth, Damien Martin, oh, who is the uh, developer, and they were absolutely lovely. We had a oh. great conversation about 
what is it what it means to be a citizen and identity and refugees and politics and stuff like that which half the people listening have just tuned out now but well, it was a great chat um which will be published later this week mm. um other than that um there are lots of voice actors who are going to be there um, jane perry jane perry is going to be uh presenting this year's uh best actor will our friend um, ben be there Ben Starr, yeah. the voice of Clive. I don't know. I, I don't know who's going to be there like in the audience. But yeah, Jane Perry is, is presenting the award that she won last year. So Kiki Cass is going, I, can, I think. I can say hi, maybe. I think Ebonix is going. Ebonix is currently at the at the nominee's party. Finally. She's very lucky. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't know if Miyazaki is going to be there. But Elden Ring is nominated for a lot of awards. So... Do you think it deserves it? It's going to be my beeline is trying to speak to, Have to, they speak to him. Have improved the performance on PS5 yet? Um, well, actually, well, you say that. Last week in the news, um, they added ray tracing. Yeah. And I am yet to try that. And what I've heard is that it is not good because the frame rate can't really handle it. That's what I, haven't, I haven't tried it myself. Can it handle, like, normal? Yeah, it's fine normally. Okay. I'll go I back know, to Ben. It. Maybe you should play it and find out. I beat like three. It's only the game of the year. I beat. Well, it was your game of the year. It was. I. It was our game of the year. I felt bullied. Citizen you Sleeper. Always feel bullied. Citizen Sleeper is the uh, posthumous game of the year. I think that's the, sure. the correct word. Sure. Um, well, it's not died. No. It. Well, no, it's not. It's got DLC coming out. Well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, later this week, the third part, Are and you... it's free. Oh, I like free. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. So, any other plans coming up this weekend? Uh, we're going to WASD. We are. That's a nice segue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to go to WASD, which is in London, and a little games convention, mainly indie games with I've... some sort of double A stuff as well. It's um, weird. It looks I've... quite fun. I didn't realise it was an indie event. And like I was looking at a description of it, of what they were calling themselves, and I'm like, yeah, well, this is WASD. It's an indie-focused uh, game event, whatever, conference uh, every year. And I was like, oh, yeah, that explains why. Though. I mean, is it indie by choice? <laughs> if Sega and Nintendo and, you know, PlayStation decided, hey, can we join? They wouldn't be like, nah, sorry. Oh, I, I don't think they'd say no, that's for sure. Yeah. But you've got to start somewhere. And, and I mean, there's EGX as well, which is terrible. often, yeah. wow, <laughs> uh, which is often indie-focused. Um, well, I but enjoy it playing, we, we play Call of Duty at the last one, Ed. Don't remind me. And Sonic. That was great. Um, <laughs> but was... other other EGXs have been indie focused. But WASD is trying to fill that fill that hole. I have a picture of you out standing outside the Call of Duty box going like, yeah, rock and roll. I was not doing that. Yeah. I was miserable because I was bullied into playing it and it was terrible. You were like, do you want, should we go? And I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it. You You were very happy to go. And then I lost, and I was very angry, and I stormed out. Everybody loses at Call of Duty. You die like every three seconds in that game. Why would you play it? I know, I, I don't anymore. I'm tempted Good. to start playing Fortnite, though. Really? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I hit gold in Marvel Snap. I'm very pleased. Level 40. Congrats. Level 40? Well, level, yeah. God. Rank 40. Like 12. Mm. Yeah, no, um, but yeah, that's, um, well, that's going to be very exciting. We've also got friends coming um, who are currently living in, well, they're currently, they live in Copenhagen. 
uh, one of my moderators and long, long, long time friend, uh, Bayleaf, is going to be here along with uh, uh, Bajaraba, aka Marius, um, and SC Fun, and Dover Daddy. So they're coming uh, this weekend. And uh, we're going to go and have a big night out on Saturday night. So that will be... Uh, well, and then Sunday, we've got the opening of the Secret Santa. Uh, long last. It's going to be April. In April, we're going to be opening up uh, Secret Santa with a hangover, probably. Yes. Late on Sunday. I said two o'clock. We might end up being a bit later. We'll see. And um, then, on Sunday night, we are playing Mario Kart with Gaming Mag. We are. I love that you remembered that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are joining Mia Byte on Gaming Mag's Twitch channel. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's just Gaming Mag. Um, so yeah, we're going to be playing some Mario Kart. And I've realised I haven't played the new tracks yet. Me neither. I should probably learn. So um, so yeah, we're going to go play that and have some fun. So mm. come come join us. Yeah. Um, Clue says Ben is banned from Bailey's bedroom. You've got a good memory. Yes, I am banned from being on in Bailey's bedroom. Um, Excuse me? Apparently, like, during the pandemic, um, Bailey used to watch my stream most of the day. Um, but apparently, in the bedroom, the stream was not allowed to be on. Good. However, one time, I, I think I just got the PS5, and I was streaming, um, oh, what's it called? Demon Souls. And Bailey's boyfriend you was... You played Demon's Souls? At launch. Like and uh, Bailey's boyfriend was watching uh, in the bedroom. So I was allowed then. <laughs> also, Clue said, you die every five seconds in Elden Ring, Ed. No, I don't. No, it's not Resident not Evil 4. We're getting to that. Uh, not when I play it, thank you very much. Meh. How very dare. Not Bloodborne. Yeah. I've done very well at Bloodborne. You have? Anyway, I've well... killed bosses first time. Yes, that was my stomach. Wow, Jesus! <laughs> I could hear that through the headphones. As long as it's in your stomach, or is it? Was that the sound no, of it no, coming it's out? Just, it's just processing. Yeah, unfortunately, Ed poisoned me before this. No, we we've started Thank a little, little bit later than I was expected because about twenty minutes before we started, I was like, "Oh, that's not going to be a fart." Uh, so I had to uh, had to quickly run to the bathroom and uh, dispose of lunch slash dinner. Wow! Do not blame me for that. That is your system that is faulty. Yeah, my system. It's great because, I, I mean, who doesn't like going to the toilet? The toilet is, you know, it's a great feeling. Me? I hate going to the toilet. Why? It's just a, it's just a faff. I can't be bothered. It's, it's great. No. You just go there and then I go there like four times a day. It's great. <laughs> I wouldn't be boasting about that. It just feels fantastic. It just feels great to be empty. Whereas Ed, it's the opposite. He loves being filled. No, right. <laughs> With food. Let's let's stop this here, shall With we? With food. <laughs> anyway, um, Ed, what have you been playing? Yeah, let's get onto video games instead of shit, shall we? <laughs> um, it's full of it. Let's get it out. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, to be fair, we have both been playing the same game this week. <laughs> Okay, I thought it was like there was going to be some kind of segue, but no. no okay, no, no, good. No. We've both been playing the same game this week, uh, which came out on Friday. Golf with friends. No, it's oh. Resident Evil Four Remake, uh, which you did a launch stream of on Friday. 
I did. And you really enjoyed it, didn't you? So I played a fair bit of the original. I think I've played a more. I've probably played about half of the original. Um, enjoyed it. We're similar then, in that case. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I like. Yeah, I got quite far. Yeah, halfway, whatever. But um, yeah, I thought I played the demo last. I think I played it before the stream last week. So I think I did mention it. Was like, oh, this plays really well. It looks gorgeous, and I'm enjoying the combat in this a lot. Oh, and uh, very, very um, kindly. Did you get the code? Me, you, you. Well, let's not discuss that. Okay. We we have a copy of the game. We have a copy of the game. No, I want to like we have to say thanks that it was um, gifted to us. But I have played. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I was like I was going to be, and then yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I played it on launch, and oh, that game is really, really good. Like, I'm not a horror game person, you know me. Correct. I do not like horror games. I bunked it onto easy, and I am having an absolute blast, and I played a good six hours or so of it, maybe more. Um, I got to the bit, I won't do any spoilers, but I got to the bit where there's like a, you're in a house, and everything is attacking you. There's a siege. A siege of a house mm. and then you have to like then escape from the house and yeah it's um that bit there which i think yeah, it is quite far it's once you have collected a certain person i mean it's not that far it's about a quarter it's about a quarter it's about a quarter through the game yeah I'd say. I, I just really love it like the, the i'm playing this on easy so i yeah it's not the world's biggest challenge because if i'm having a scary-ish game I'm not having like the added bit of it's going to be difficult because in the demo you could only play it on standard difficulty and the village bit took me a few goes and it was really stressful. I know it took you absolutely like hours, but I managed to do it in about half an hour and it was really, it was quite tricky, but we did do it. But yeah, so I put it onto easy, went through it and I don't know, playing on easy, they feel it's a lot easier to actually beat them obviously because it's easier mode, but just like a shot to the head and then a roundhouse drop kick to the, to the face. That is incorrect. Why? Because you want to shoot them in the knees. I did shoot them in the knees, but they don't. They didn't go down. So then you're not shooting low enough. That's that is too low as the knee. That's your. That's your. If you that's shoot my in the top tip. Do they go down if you shoot them in the balls? No, annoyingly. Oh, that's because I also do that. Sometimes you're aiming and you just you miss the knee and you end up in the balls, um, and then they don't they don't fall. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> we need those balls to fall. Yes. But no, so I did that and um, no, I'm pretty sure I did it in the knee because I was starting on the demo and I shot him in the knee and it didn't do anything. So I was like, okay, screw it, we'll go for the head. But the head kind of stuns them a bit and then you can kick them. But I just love, and I, I know there are bits in there that are scripted and they're not um, like, but they, they just come across as though it's meant to be like, there's one where you go into the barn and there's the cow and as you approach it, a light falls down and sets the cow on fire and then the cow... Well, it doesn't always up. fall. Does it not? No, I had to shoot it. Oh, So I had to purposefully shoot... And burn the cow. Wow, you are a horrible person. It was worth it. No, but I just ran through there and it dropped just as I was going in. And then the cow kind of hit me while on fire. And, you know, it was chaos. Absolute. It was purely chaotic. You playing a game and it's chaos. Who would have thought? But, oh, my God. It just plays so well. I just love the combat. I love... It looks stunning. Um, the story I'm pretty into as well. There's the big... Bo I'm going to spoil the first boss of what it's like. It's the monster in the lake. That is epic. Um, it was better than I remember it being in the first game, in the original game, um, or in the well. I kind of played the remastered version or whatever it is that's on uh, Steam, and uh, yeah, no, it's uh, go and play it if you can. It's a really, really entertaining game. 
and uh, you hate it. I don't hate it. I actually really love it. It's just I hated it for a moment at the start. Um, so I haven't played it. Well, you played it like loads in one sitting. I've played it in a couple of sittings, but I'm still not quite as far as you are. Um, I've got past the lake monster, but I'm at the bit after that. If you know the where puzzle, that is. The puzzle stage. No, no, no. Like I've I've done that bit and I'm about to return Ooh. to a big a bloater. Uh a big boy. There's a big boy I need to kill. Mm. Um and I know that from the original. So I played um I played the GameCube version when it first came out. I bought it in America. Um I've got a freeloader for my GameCube so oh. I can play import games. Um which also included um, Animal Crossing on the GameCube. And I had F-Zero GX, which is the best racing game ever. And I... What else did I have? Baton Kytos. I had that from America. Mm. And Star Fox Assault. Not great. Um, Star Wars Why did you buy all these Rogue American games? Leader. Which is also not great. Why did you buy these in America? No, do I mean, no Rebel Strike. Oh, I, I had a couple of trips to America. So why did you buy the games there? Could you not buy them here? Um, well, firstly, they're cheaper because dollars. Okay. I mean, maybe not so much now, but, uh, like 15 years ago, um, oh, no, I mean more than 15 years ago. Oh, that's really depressing. I mean about 18 years ago. Um, when you were 16, something like that. Um, yes, the, 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 it was cheaper to buy in dollars. Um, but also back, back in those days, things weren't as global. So games would come out first in Japan, then in America, and then in, in Europe. So we had to wait. But if you got it in America, you could get it early. So I played Resident Evil um, before it came out in the UK. Because I got it from America. I um, played my friend's PSP. Uh, he got it imported from Japan. I remember being uh, sitting in the back of my car playing it. Very nice. And I was like, I, this is this looks terrible, but sure, I'm enjoying playing it. It was a racing game. It didn't wasn't very good. It was a ridge racer. I think it was. There you go. Um, see, cars. It's boring. In a car. I was playing a car game in a car. That is a recipe for. I wasn't vomit. driving. I was like, yeah, okay. I think it's a recipe for disaster. I was like, I wasn't actually driving. At well, the same for time. motion sickness is yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I played. I I got a fair way through the game. Maybe similar to you, it was like most of the way through the castle um but didn't quite finish that um and i really enjoyed it but just just sort of dropped off it um i played it recently because it was on switch um so i started playing it recently so i've got the opening of the game fairly fresh in my memory from the original um and so i went into the remake and was like great i know what i'm doing i know what this game's about this is fine i'm gonna play on just standard difficulty um you know, I, I'm, I'm up for a bit of a challenge. I don't want it super hard. Um, and we'll see how it goes. That game is fucking difficult. Or at least the beginning is. Um, the village section took me a good, like, six, seven goes. Even I did it in three. Yeah, on easy. No, um, no, because I did it on the de- in the demo, and the demo was only standard difficulty. And there are people in the chat who saw me do that and can attest to the fact that I fine. did that. It's not about difficulty anyway. But now it, it is. It genuinely, well, I you, think they've you made say it. that, and then you refuse to go into easy mode. You're like, oh, it's not about the difficulty, but you're too proud to put it in easy mode. I am far too proud. But everyone has their own version of difficulty. Like, if you, if for you, you're happy to sit and play it on easy, that's fine. For me, I am a twat, but also 
like I, I do like a bit of a challenge, so I, I'm happy to play it on standard. Um, that's a and, challenge and for some of us. Um, and, and for me, that that's that's the right kind of level of what I want. Or at least I've realised now it is the start. I don't know if I was just playing it the wrong way. I, it's not like I was sort of rushing into battle or or anything like that. But I don't know. For some reason, it just wasn't clicking. I feel like the controls are really slow and tanky. Um, and I've had to massively up the sensitivity of the stick so you can actually aim where you need to. Um, and I feel like what they've done in the remake is kind of exaggerate every element of it, which they should do. That's that's kind of what you want from a remake. But I feel like the slower sections are much slower and much creepier. I like that they've added in extra puzzles. Um, it feels much more in line with old school Resident Evil, which is what I really like. I like Resident 1 of, you know... Tank controls and and pre-rendered backgrounds and puzzle solving. That's what I like. And I feel like they've added a lot of that in, and that's really cool. But then the action bits, I feel like they've thrown in way more enemies. They've made it much quicker. It's much more frantic. Um, and to be thrown into that right at the start, it's genuinely really tricky. Um, there was a bit after that as well. Actually, no, it was in the second chapter where there's loads of bridges and they're all throwing dynamite at you and oh. they just keep throwing dynamite from behind and you miss it and it's just, it was infuriating. But then ultimately, like, I guess the sort of soul's brain in me kind of switched in and was like, okay, this is this is learning. This is the game teaching you how it wants to play, i.e. do not turn your back on enemies. Keep running. Make sure you're aiming for the right place. You know, take your time to aim for the knee so you can kick them in the face save some ammo, uh, and then keep running. So I feel like I've started to get that down. And I was playing it last night and played loads of it and didn't die once and really, really enjoyed it. Um, I can tell it's an incredibly well-made game. It looks stunning. Um, and like I say, I really like what they've done in just enhancing the original in kind of every possible way. Um, I like that it's a it feels more atmospheric. Um, I love the sort of gothic atmosphere that they've really enhanced. It's missing a little bit of campiness for me. Um, have you not seen the mod where you can get Topless, Leon and Topless? Um... Well, I'm not, I have. I've written about them, but I've not played on PC. I'm on PS5. It's a, yeah. So we don't get mods. But um, yeah, I think what's great about Resident Evil is that it's a horror series, but with terrible acting and a really bad script. So it always feels a bit hammer horror and a bit campy. Um, that's one of the things I loved with Resident Evil Village with like Lady Dimitrescu. It's like it's pure camp. It's ridiculous. Um, even though there's then like a weird baby monster that's fucking terrifying. Um, so it kind of has both ends. And Resi 4 definitely has that. The yes, my stomach again. Uh, Resi 4 definitely has that but so far the remake doesn't feel quite as campy as maybe i would quite like but um i'm loving it i'm gonna go play more of it after this like i i really enjoy it and maybe there's more camp to come i just like i said i haven't got far enough into it yeah um, i quite like what's his name the uh the person with louis louis yes we like louis um he can be a little bit camp a bit yeah he's not you know but uh, a little bit camp. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just good. Stop looking at my stomach. I know it's making noises. Wow. Just Do you want to go it. for a shit? No. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, no. It's just it's just digesting as we've just eaten. Wow. That's all. It's that's just quite bit bubbling. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so I've just done the, the, the lake monster, which is so much easier than the original. After me saying that the game's more difficult, the mm. lake monster's way easier. Wait and I think that's just because the controls are just feel smoother. Mm. Um, so I, I killed that bastard much easier. Um, yeah, just wait till you get to the next bigger boss. Although that one I also didn't do too badly, but it's like one of those you have to kind of learn what it wants you to do. Yes. There are a few bosses I found okay. in there that are kind of like, you need to learn exactly what you're meant to do. Um, like the lake monster, I imagine if somebody failed that, you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, because I'm meant to do this. Some bosses, it's like... Yeah, kind of, there's you, kind of a certain way of... You play it on the fly. You can't really go in completely blind and not know what to do. But that's what I like about a boss battle is when it's kind of a puzzle. Mm. So you have to... And maybe there's only... It's, maybe it's better if there's more than one solution. But it's not just, you know, Destiny where you just shoot stuff and it's a bullet sponge. How dare, but also, like, yes. There you go. Like, there's there's a method and an understanding to it. I mean, there's in certain Destiny and the more... The, the more bosses that they bring out, the more you kind of like have to learn. But you have to be very I'm accurate. I'm not interested in a bullet sponge boss. No. This is why I play Zelda. Bosses should be a puzzle. I like that. You're so pompous, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Uh, Moni says, I'm always so fascinated how you remember the difficulty of games from ages ago. Well, it's because I played it recently on Switch, like just before Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I was screaming at the lake boss because just the way that it's programmed. Essentially, like you're in a boat and Leon's got like a harpoon. He's attached to the thing by a rope. So it's swimming around the lake and it's dragging you along and you've got to somehow steer around like big bits of wood sticking out and stuff like that. And in the original, it's really hard to steer around it. Just there's something about the controls and I just hit every bit of wood and just got really irritated. Mm. This time in the remake, didn't hit any of the wood and had no problem, killed it first time. So I don't know, some bits are maybe easier. Um, I think it's just taken me a beat to just get used to the controls and the speed of aiming. And now I've got that down, I feel like I'm in. And I'm I'm ready to keep going and finish it, and I'm going to finish it because I'm absolutely loving it. Good, yeah. No, I'm going to save it. I think for when I do kind of horror streams, it did. It's not I scary. I don't always hit wood devs. Sometimes it's there, and you just you want to miss it and not hit it. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to work out how that works, but no, I don't know. But yeah, no, I'm going to save it because it wasn't very scary. I put some uh, jump scare alerts on, and they didn't really make me jump and. I think I upset Money because Money was don't what very kind gift, gifting subs to get these sound uh, scare alerts going off, and I was just like, oh, oh, <laughs> it no something like Alien Isolation. That's what you want for You've got to scare be alerts. In the zone, you? Yeah, you have to be really kind of really he- heavily concentrated and you know, focused on what you're doing, and it has to be really quiet and gentle. That's that's when the scare alerts work. Not when you're running around shooting kind of villagers and kicking them in the head, and the cows yeah. are running around. It doesn't quite have the same effect. I mean, the cows camp. I'm the down for that. The that was camp. definitely camp. And apparently you can, maybe this is only in the um, New Game Plus, but apparently you can uh, shoot the bell at the beginning of the villager section to get yes. it to, which apparently wasn't in the original. And it's these things, and because people are like, oh, I hate it when they do remakes and they get rid of like all the little secrets and all the bits that made the original fun. And they, someone replied to it like that. And then another person replied with, this wasn't even in the original. This yeah, is something that they've, they've added. added it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Liv in chat has already finished it. Um, she's speeded through this game. Wow. Um, she definitely played on easy. No, she didn't. She's a pro. Um, you saying that I'm not a pro? No. Um, <laughs> You're not saying it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But um, I know Liv is kind of looking at, you know, speedrun techniques and stuff like that. And I think there are a lot of people who are finding glitches and already in like ways of ways of skipping stuff. And yeah, that bell thing at the start is is it's one of those things that sort of seems really obvious because the village section essentially ends when a bell rings and all the villagers go back inside and they just end for the day. Um, but if you've got a sniper rifle on New Game Plus, uh, you can just shoot the bell tower in the very distance to ring it early and then you end it yourself. And it's like, oh, that's really obvious, mm. but really cool that they've added that in. Um, so yeah, there are there are loads of secrets. People are going to be finding loads of secrets for a long time in it, which the, is great. Capcom are brilliant when it comes to these remakes. I mean, I loved Resident Evil 3 and I know people complain about the story and how short it is in that game, but... It looks beautiful. It plays. I found it played really, really well, and I enjoyed kind of the the short time that you play with mm. it. It's it's a fun game. Actually, playing this as well as maybe want to go back to two and three. Mm. So two, I watch somebody else play mostly, um, but I'd quite like to play it myself. You should Just do. to say that I've done it myself. I do feel you... like I've experienced most of it by watching and essentially doing all the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you but... watching somebody that wasn't very good at doing the puzzles? Yes. Yeah. Um, maybe you could or reading st- a map. Maybe um, you could play, but play as the other person first. Yes, because that was playing as Leon, so maybe we should play as Claire. Yeah. Um, God, that game's good. good. Yeah, so I I'd, wish... I'd like to play that, and I've never played Resi 3, the original or the remake. Oh, the so remake. I feel like that would be good to play. Carlos. I mean... That is that is worth... That is true. Yeah. Um, true. I would love them to do a Resident Evil 1 remake, but like like these current ones. No. I would. Just so I you've can... never, that's because you've never played the first one. I will play the first one when they make a proper remake out of it. <sighs> I, I don't want to play you. tank controls. I'm not playing Command and Conquer. What? Give me a proper controls. That's a strategy game that you click on. Exactly. With tanks. That's not what tank controls are. It is. Resident, you're telling me Resident Evil 1 is not a point and click? <sighs> Lord, give me strength. <laughs> That's a, now that is a hot take, the hottest of takes. Did I eat? That's not a hot take. There is no hot take. Did I eat? Oh my god, you left no, no crumbs. No, no, don't say it, please, please. Okay, what else have we been playing? <laughs> um, I also started another great game, which is I think Resi Four is going to be up there for me with one of my favourites this year. Yeah. I suspect. And another one when I finish it is um, is going to be Octopath Traveler Two. Oh, which good. I know you talked about last week. Um, I'm so and, glad. I'm really enjoyed. I've now started it, and already, yeah, this is the RPG I want to play. Like having played Legend of Dragoon, and which was, and played Xenoblade this year, which was like, mm, um, this is this is the RPG experience that I want. Um, it looks stunning. It's got an interesting story. Um, I like the characters so far. The battle system's really fun. Um, the number of people who are like, oh, I don't want to play Final Fantasy Sixteen because it doesn't have turn-based battles. Go play Octopath Traveler if you want that. Like, it's two. an in- two. It's it's an incredible example of really good turn-based combat. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be playing that for a long time because it's a very very long game. But uh, there's lots in it, and so far I'm really enjoying it. So Resi is my is my prime game right now. But mm. Octopath I'm going to be dabbling with over time and uh yeah really enjoying it money said didn't you did you do a quick look we haven't done a quick look on octopath i don't know if it would work we could maybe start one 
we could do is just i mean there's a lot of story so we'd have to sort of find a part of the game that um that is a bit more actiony i guess yeah the um it's definitely something that maybe you would you just start a new battle or like yeah start a new chapter with somebody like i've just started the chapter with the cowboy so that would be quite a good one to have a look at of course um well i got to the third is is the third one i've looked at um, um deb says yeah. i heard octopath 2 is better than the first one so i haven't played the first one i played you played some of um i i <laughs> so i the demo oh. they released the demo and it was like you're allowed two hours and after those two hours um it's it stops um so i did that and then it was like do you want to pre-order the game i was like yeah that was brilliant pre-ordered it guys <laughs> on tight <laughs> uh it or something and uh yeah you okay there? Did you shit yourself? No. Are you sure? Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit tickly. You sure you didn't shit yourself? You can buy the fuck down. <laughs> Nothing came out of that end. Thank you very much. Okay, good, good. <laughs> um, yeah, we... Um, but yeah, and anyway, I pre-ordered Octopath when it came um, after playing the demo and then it was released and I never played it. <laughs> Um, but I was looking at people, Jason Schreier, and I think somebody else um, whose uh, opinion I kind of respect, they were saying, like, this game is one of the best games that Square's ever released. Um, like, not since the Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI days have have they released a game Those this great good. games that you've also played. I'm waiting for them to come to Switch. Oh, sure. Um, and Do you know what? Is also handheld that you own that has the get those games on it. Actually, on my phone you can get, you can actually get both of those on the yes, phone. Yes, you can. But you've also bought an expensive Steam Deck, so why don't you play them on that? Oh yeah, I downloaded it's Last of Us. Basically, I've got the Last of Us on there. Nice. Um, although apparently it crashes all the time. I'm, I've it was installing Shaders forever, so I just gave up on it. Sure. Um, is Ed gonna shart on stream? No, yeah, he did. Um, no. What was I saying? We were talking about Octopath One. Yes, but then Octopath Two, apparently, yeah, one of the best games ever come out. And somebody who said to Jason Schreier and was like, "So, but I haven't played the first one. Is there any link at all?" And he's like, "No, it actually is worse if you played the first one, because it's better oh. because they do everything better in the second. So if you if you played the first and then you play the second, you're like, it's a totally new story, but also, oh look, they've improved this and they've improved this and they've improved this." Whereas if you play the second, you just go in and go, this is amazing. You're not comparing it to anything? Yeah, I haven't played the first one at all and kind of thought maybe I should play the first one to have that comparison point. But the reviews that I saw were essentially, it's very similar to the first one, but sort of better in every way. So it doesn't have the same originality, but it's got a better story and better combat and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah. So I've gone into this one not knowing much about Octopath at all, but absolutely loving it. Yeah. So that's great. It looks beautiful, and I love that you every character has its own like different skill, whether it's day or night. Like I've got one that um, I think I mentioned this last week as well. Like one person uh, who during the day they can uh, duel people. They can have a proper duel, and then at night they can uh, steal from them or something like that. It's, um, yeah. It or I've got like a cleric who she can at night can uh, heal people, and during the day has a good gossip. Apothecary. Apothecary, yes. But there's. I started with the cleric. Yeah, it's different. It's just yeah, it's yeah, a really it's good game, and it's one of those games that, 
like when it comes to Xenoblade, you can, there are just a million different things going on and you're like, I don't really know if this actually matters or what I'm doing really cares, like if I really care about it. But Octopath, I'm like, I'm really interested in getting into the kind of what skills I can unlock, what things, what passive skills I get when I do certain things. And yeah, you're unlocking and you're like buying skills for each of your classes that are completely different, I believe, to, I don't know if they share any between the classes. But I'm like, okay, I can unlock my apothecaries, apothecaries, mm-hmm. my apothecaries um, ice attack, and then because I've unlocked four attacks, then she's also got a thing where at the every at the end of every battle that you've won, she'll gain twenty percent of her health back, and you know that goes up to forty percent when you've unlocked eight or whatnot. So it's um, yeah, the, it's, there's always really good progress in it. It is a very typical kind of RPG. Um, you know, an old school one, but it also has lots of modern conveniences as well. Yeah, that's the thing. It is. It's an old school. RPG like those old SNES classics, but it's just done in a in a modern way that is just relevant to today, um, despite its kind of retro art style, which is still really really beautiful. Mm. Um, so yeah, if you like RPGs, then Octopath. I mean, I say this, I've played it for about two hours, and it's like eighty long, but um, I am so far really really enjoying it. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm really looking forward to it. Like the paths and people branching together and like working together on certain mm. things. And apparently like each of the characters, obviously you start off with their own act one, their own prologue. Um, so you can see how they've become to, you know, how they, they've come to kind of go on the road. Um, but apparently you also then you complete each of their chapters. Um, so I'm like, when I'm playing it, I'm like, Oh, I wonder like at this samurai dude uh, that I've got, I'm like, Oh, I really want to see where this goes. I want to see how this finishes. So you get like eight stories in one. But I also, I'm intrigued to see how they come together and like if it's just a bunch of people together with their own different kind of objectives or if there is something kind of overarching that kind of links them together. Because yeah. I, I believe in the first one, it was very separate and then halfway into the through the gate, like the second half, everything's together. If that makes sense. But... Yeah, so I mean, if people haven't or are unsure, I mean, it's Octopath Traveler because there are eight characters who are travelers. Um, on different paths. On different paths. Um, so it's kind of eight individual stories, but they all intertwine. Mm-hmm. And at the start of the game, you can choose which of those eight characters you want to start with. So like we chose completely different ones at the beginning, which means you start at a different point of the map. Now, I don't know how many chapters each character has, but it's like the first character I chose had a chapter one over here on the map, and then chapter two is the other side of the map, by which point you will have caught other characters' chapter ones, and then you sort of follow their stories collectively and they all sort of intertwine so it's just a really interesting way of telling the story it's not just a simple linear save the world thing it's it's like you know it is much more character driven um and like you say i'm interested to see how how they sort of culminate into into one overarching story because yeah. i'm presuming that that will happen at some point yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing how that happens yeah, I'm really intrigued as well because it feels totally different, like the reason why they're traveling. But like the apothecary, she is being kind of, I won't spoil it, but she was well, like at the very, very beginning of her story. She is shunned by this town because of these things that have been going on in an area, in a different area. So I'm like, when I finally get round to that other area, will that kind of link together mm-hmm. and and we'll find out why she's hated and why the people are really angry with what she's done because she had no memory at this point. Yeah. So It's really yeah. clever. It is. I like it. Very excited. Now, there's another game that I s- sort of don't want to talk about, but that we played at the weekend. 
golf with friends. Uh, on me's in the chat. Hello, on me. Um, oh, actually, no, on me wasn't. That was uh, Celeste, wasn't it? But before, um, well, after I played Celeste, I played some golf with friends with my friends, and we played four games of that. Um, we're no longer friends. And it was a PlayStation sponsored stream, or it was going to be. And then I was like, oh no, the language in this is a bit too fruity. So we did another one uh, the following day. It was my fault. I'm honest. And there were... So we had eight tournaments. Eight, how many How many holes in a game of golf, Ed? Eighteen? Eighteen! Congratulations, Mr. Golfer. Um, so 18 holes with a load of friends. Ten people, six people, twelve people. No, up to twelve. Well, it's ma think... maximum twelve. But mm. we had like seven or eight. Yeah, eight, we had eight at least, yeah. And the more the merrier. I won every single one. And this is the first time I've ever played golf with friends, but I won every single. All over those two days, the eight tournaments that we had, I won. I was first in every single one. A couple of them I was joint first, but I was first. And it was marvellous. Um, I also have never known somebody choke as badly as ed when he's leading <laughs> i've never seen like twice you were well ahead with like three holes to go and ended up like third <laughs> ed does love to choke live that is very true <laughs> How wow. did it, so why did you uh why did you fail because that game is fucking annoying honestly if you want to lose some friends or at least like just have a laugh Go and play golf with friends. It is so much fun. Like, I am competitive. And, really? And really. <laughs> and and I don't like losing. And I don't like it when a game is just unfair. And I like to swear when I get angry. And then when I'm told that not only am I losing, but I'm not allowed to swear about it. And so all I can do is just scream ah into the void as loud as possible. And that's all I can do. There's nothing worse than that. It was marvelous, and especially yeah, Eddie's incredibly competitive, um, especially with a game he doesn't really know how to control. I mean, I was brand new with it, so I had no idea what I was doing apart from winning. And then you managed to lose every single game to me. Not even get like one. Oh, did you come second most times? I came second with the last one. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was marvellous. But I, it, that game is brilliant though, isn't it? <laughs> You've I got mean, to admit. Okay, it's infuriating and I am angry at the outcome. <laughs> but I appreciate that it's something that is really easy to get into. Super easy control. Everyone can understand it. Everyone can get into it. The fact you can have like 12 people at once is great. Um, so it's very accessible and there's lots of customization there's even like collisions on as well so you can kind of knock other people's balls out of the way if you're quick enough we're not doing that <laughs> i think i'd get angry as well on misses getting par on some of those courses is generally such a challenge it i is. finished five under par on my final tournament like overall five under par which is quite uh i'm pretty sure that there is a bug in the game that whoever's hosting it they give them special treatment and and the ball goes a little bit quicker or a bit more of the right angle oh. it's just the game helping you out 
Who needs coffee when you're that bitter? So it was, um, yeah, it was glorious. And I, I just like it. It was very goofy. There are some of them that you're like, I literally don't even know where the, like, how to get to the uh, hall. Um, but it was, yeah, it, it's great fun. I, I actually liked the simple one most. You know, the um, the forest one, which is just like a kind of goofy, crazy golf that you might have in a quite nice upmarket holiday resort. I'm ignoring that comment, Riley. Yeah. If you tried getting good. But uh, yeah, so that's Golf with Friends. That's another one I've been playing and uh, adoring. And so I mentioned it before there. So a f well, quite a few months ago, maybe a year ago, maybe more than a year ago, mm. um, Moni Does Stuff, a moderator, she, uh, and very, very good friend, she, well... When it comes to games, she has a funny way of playing them. Uh, right, let's not be mean to Moni at this point. I'm not being mean to Moni, I'm just saying she is... She's, she is... She manages to kill NPCs that aren't even killable. Okay. She killed a horrible... No, she, she killed a lovely gay couple in um, Bug Snacks. Somehow. I mean, that was homophobic. That was homophobic, yeah. Just nasty. So I said to her, and I've always loved Celeste... And I said to her, if you play Celeste and you finish Celeste, I will donate £50 to charity and three extra lives. Tom said, uh, said he would match it as well. And I said I would do a whole stream um, where I play Celeste from start to finish. So Moni played Celeste on stream. And then Moni went and... Oh, Moni didn't kill the gay couple. She just killed one and left the other person a widow. Wow, or a widower. Charming. Um but yeah, and Moni says, and I'm nothing if not a stubborn bitch. So Moni did, uh, Moni went and played it, and after six months, managed to beat it. And so I, yeah, handed over the £50 to uh, Mermaids, I believe it was. And finally, 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 finally got round to playing it uh, on Sunday. Exclamation mark trans rights. Exactly. So yeah, we played, uh, I played Celeste, and I was like, okay, well. I've got the uh, Golf with Friends part and thing to do at the end of it. But, you know, we're going to start nice and early and do it. And foolishly decided to enable crowd control. And if anybody... Doesn't... When you say foolishly, I think you mean it was genius. It was genius. Thank you very much on me for all those, uh, for all those bits <laughs> and everybody else. But, yeah, so um, with crowd control, people can... A lot of people get free coins if you're like a sub. Or even if you're just a regular follower, you get 50 coins um, an hour. I got the the pro version, so it was giving people coins all the time. Um, but also you can exchange gifts for points and or for coins. And these coins you can use to interact with the game and affect it in a certain way. And like these, yeah, these effects can be kill the player or it can be send snowballs. Well, so, some of them can be helpful. So you can like slow down time or make them invincible or things like that. But with this one, if People... he's playing a video game, who the hell is going to be helpful? No one. Yeah. No one should be helpful. Everybody should be a troll. And they were. Good. Um, it started off kind of calm. <laughs> I think people were hoarding their coins. And then later on, when the levels were getting a little bit more difficult and a little bit longer to get to a certain, like, to get to a save point, uh, people were a bit trolly, uh, including Onmi in the chat. 
So there was this bit that took me ages and ages and ages to get to, um, well, to complete and to try and work out what I was meant to be doing because I needed to, oh, if you've ever played Celeste, I'll talk about that in a second, but it's one of the best games ever made. And I got to, and I was so proud at getting there. And then straight after the, uh, straight after getting to the save point, it sends you into a cutscene. And then during the cutscene, Onmi decided to uh, kill player. And it didn't send me to that save point. It sent me to before I got there. So I had to redo it again and again. Good. But the interesting thing is, though, like it took me ages to actually complete it, to complete that section. But then after I got killed a couple of times, after I'd completed it and was in that cutscene, I was doing it like first time and like skipping bits out and stuff. And it, it just shows how well that, like how much that game is more of a puzzle game than anything. It is a puzzle. Oh, yeah. it, when you know what you're doing, like you can whip through that. I mean, you yeah. see people doing like no hit runs and speed running it, and it's it's the kind of game you can do that because when you know it, you know what to do. But it's incredibly impressive when people do that. Yeah, and when you see somebody do it, you go, "Wow, that looks incredible!" But they've they've been practicing it like forty times. Mm. Uh, Liz did give two invincibility powers. I did get a couple of invincibilities, which were very grateful. In what, what? Invincibilities. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it was. It was hilarious. And I, did, I wasn't annoyed at all just because that game is so fun to play and it's so enjoyable to play. And if I'd spent ages trying to complete a certain section and then I died and had to do it again uh, because of a cutscene, I'm like, I don't mind because now I can do it. I know I know I can do it. I know what I'm meant to be doing. It wasn't a fluke. It, I find Celeste is a game you cannot fluke to get like through it. You can only beat that area. You can only beat that screen. I think they call them screens. Um, right. and that is technically it's like a screen so like once you've completed a screen you yeah you cannot fluke it you're literally you're getting there and I mean there's some bits on <laughs> there's actually a clip and I think I put it on no I didn't put, I didn't actually put it on Twitter but I think I will and it's just me going being like oh and I did it first time but had no idea uh, like <laughs> I was just like using my impulse of what I was meant to be doing in this area because normally you go and you die a couple of times and you go okay this is what it wants me to do but yeah, once or twice I went and cleared a screen um, the first time without even like intentionally doing that. But it's just the music as well is phenomenal from start to finish. Yeah. Um, Lena Rain is a genius. We know that. But her like, yeah, I, I was listening to the um, soundtrack for days afterwards. It's if you haven't if you haven't played Celeste, go play it. It was like three pounds earlier. I'm sure it's it's on PlayStation Plus. I think it's on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. um, it's super cheap if you don't have it anywhere else. It's a fucking brilliant game. And there's, you know, tens and tens of hours that you can you can easily spend, you know, well over 100 hours going and doing the B-sides, the C-sides, Heart of the Mountain, the final chapter that they added that was like a DLC, free DLC to it. There's so much of it. And as Omni says, their next game, Earthblade, is coming out next year, which looks great. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Is that going to be Lena as well? Uh, as in the music wise, yeah. I would imagine so. I mean, that would be great. And also, I think there's like more combat in that. I mean, the, that's one. It looks like more of a combat like, platformery, mm. adventure type thing, which is, to be honest, way more my thing. But I. Yeah, it's not my kind of thing, but I might end up. I mean, I didn't think Celeste was my type of thing until I played it. But then. There you go. I feel like I. When. Hmm, I'm trying to say it without being too big headed. You. How can you not be big headed? You have a massive head. Lena is on it. Brilliant. Um, I think. Listen, it's it's my poor mother. I 
No, I think when it, like, if I had to say, like, what games are you best at? I think platformers. I think that's my kind of go-to game that I'm not atrocious at. I'm not, is like... Is that something we can test? No, because there's someone, like, on me in the chat who is an absolute pro that will do the seasides of, uh, like, no death seasides of Celeste, which is, like, another level. But, like, compared to the, me playing other games, I think platformers... Like, I was playing Crash 4... Um, and everyone in the chat had their butt clenched, and I was like, oh, I can go through there. And Celeste as well. Even Clue says, I was very impressed because you were racing the game, despite the trolling. Oh, there were a lot of deaths. Don't get it twisted, says Omme. Okay, yeah. Omme, I, 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 I just love that game so much. And part of me wants to keep playing and going and doing like the B-sides and whatnot, but I think I'll just get really stressed out and then put it down and never want to play it again. I'm not sure what my what my specialty would be. Your specialty is, or speciality, would be um, probably Souls games. Yeah, you're quite good at those. Mm, I wouldn't say I'm a pro. I, yeah, I mean, you're one of those annoying people that will play, like, pick up a game and just be really good at it. Be like Except water. golf with your friends. Yeah, I mean, because that's sport and you're gay. Wow. Yeah. Gays can do sport. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. Look at me. I play golf. Great. I just like FIFA, which is very, very, very cheap on PS uh, on PlayStation Why the fuck sale. Would you play FIFA? I like I like a FIFA career. Yeah, what sports do you do, Ed? <laughs> Water. Water sports. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. VR. Yeah, Beat Saber. Actually, rhythm. Do you know what rhythm games? Yeah, except Tetris. That's not a rhythm game. That's a puzzle game. It, it's a rhythm game. Tetris is not a rhythm game. It is in uh, VR. No. Tetris It's effect. still a puzzle game. It just has musical consequences. Tetris is a fantastic it's not a rhythm, rhythm game. game. Yeah. <laughs> just Dance. There you go. I've okay. never played Just Dance. It's... Just Dance. It's all right. No. Guitar Hero, rock yeah. band. Yeah, Tetris is a great rhythm game. God, just like Rayman Vania is a thing. Yeah. Right, before you go any further, let's see what the people at home have been Wait, playing. Wait, there are other games I've been playing. No, you haven't. <laughs> you've said enough. I don't think I have, actually. Yeah, there you go, you've said enough. Oh, and Marvel Snap. You've talked. For a second, and that was enough. Okay, yeah, well, let's go and see what the listeners have been playing. By the way, there's a giveaway um, right now in Discord uh, for Cheer on PC. Go to the giveaway panel. I don't know what happened, but I logged into Twitch, and they're like, here's a copy of Cheer. I was like, I've got Cheer, but... Don't complain. I'm not. I'm going to give it to uh, other people. Because uh, I'm a very kind... I'm a generous god, aren't I? arrogant mm -hmm. did you did you get as well see door oh maybe uh, everyone has it who knows okay um let's go and see let's get well i'll let you talk we're about starting, we're starting with pete random he says i'm playing tunic for the first time and absolutely loving it pete i am so proud thank you me thank you for me. playing this incredible game pete and his balls pete pete was pete has great choice pete as pete was throwing his balls at me great during, choice during great aim all, all round good guy. Um, I'd, I heard a lot about how clever the use of the game manual was, but it's still blown me away. 
The way the discovery of new pages drip feeds both story and gameplay mechanics is so clever. One of those games that you'll never again be able to do not lick my hand. One of those, <laughs> one of those games that you'll never again be able to experience quite like you did in your first playthrough, which I'm already gusted about. It's just so damn good. Agreed. Tunic is incredible. Incredible game. You hush. No. Mr. Wibble, uh, the most notable was Reefland, which is a city builder that plays a lot like Islanders, but has the chill vibes and hexagonal grid you get from Dwarf Romantic. Not Reefland. It's in... No, not Reeferland. That's Reefland. <laughs> that's that's the Netherlands, sure. <laughs> Wibble knows that well. Um, it's an early access, and the gameplay is rather limited. The game features colour-themed islands, and it rewards completing an island. There's not much challenge other than, other than unlocking the next island. You start with all possible buildings, and there is no real progression in difficulty. In its current state, it's very much a doodle game. Sounds like perfect for certain people. Yeah, that sounds that. great. Yeah. Um, I would love to see challenges that turn the game into an actual puzzle game, like limiting types of buildings or unlocking new buildings as you progress through the game or the game rewarding you for doing cool shit. It's TM. TM. Very important TM. Uh, still, at the price of less than a fancy coffee, it's a decent three-hour doodle toy. Mm. Liv nice. loves Reefland as well. Um, ben, ben did not make it past ten minutes of Tunic and then judges the end game, the entire game. Oh, that. that is what he does, Monty. He that plays is, like a minute of something that. and then goes, nah, this no, is shit. It doesn't give it time. If it's shit in ten minutes, it's shit in a hundred. I will... Hard disagree. I would agree with that. Shickery as well. Shittery. Shickery is... Shickery? Chickery is also incredible <laughs> and also has... <laughs> Lena Rain is doing the soundtrack and it's an incredible better soundtrack than Celeste. Well, Tunic is best enjoyed on Spotify then. Not Tunic. Shittery. Oh, I don't know why I do this with you. <laughs> um, Westman, I'm continuing the grind in Destiny 2 with the new raid, which is really fun so far. I've also played the Diablo 4 beta, which looked really promising and I can't wait for the full release to tweak my builds for higher difficulties. And I've played Nino Kuni 2, and I'm hooked. Love the style, the music, and the story. I need to play that. It's on Game Pass now, isn't it? It's a good game. I need to give that a go. Although apparently, I don't know if it was Westman or if it was somebody else that was playing it, saying that there's a big difficulty spike, um, and they've done all the missions, all the side missions, all like the little extra quests, and they've still got like, they're like 10 levels below where they need to be for the next main quest, which is very annoying when that happens. Got a grind. Mm-hmm. Madam Knees, I've gone for a massive nostalgia hit and gone back to RuneScape for a bit. Definitely showing its age, but some nice quality of life improvements have been made. One thing that made me happy was one of the first quests I did involved a heist with a married lesbian couple. To have LGBTQ rep in a game that I played during my formative years was really nice. I've heard really good things about RuneScape in that regard, um, but never played it myself. No, because there's RuneScape and then there's old old school RuneScape as well, which I think old school is more popular. I did not know they were separate. I have oh. known for... Uh, I learned the other day because I needed to for a work thing. There you go. Uh, Clues is also still on Destiny 2, but shan't say much on it because Ben is now on the crash part of his love-hate <laughs> yes, cycle with the game. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am on a little bit of a crash. I, I've never been able to finish one of their season passes and I've got a feeling I'm not going to do it again. It's just, I, I, play, I play far too much of it and then I get burnt out. All that money wasted. I don't know. I spent a good 150 hours or so since the expansion. Already? Yeah, yeah, easily. Oh, okay. I meant like my battle pass in there is like level 60 or something. Mm. 
Uh, Clues is, however, very, very eager to play Dredge, a horror fishing game from New Zealand that is releasing on the 30th of March, New Zealand time. Meaning when you are doing this podcast. <laughs> um, I, I just, uh, yeah, no, I just enjoy this. Uh, yeah, 30th of March, New Zealand time. That's not a time, Clues. <laughs> um, no, I've heard really good things about Dredge. It is, yeah, it's like a sort of 2D fishing game, but then it's also got Eldritch horrors that you fish up and and horror stuff. And yeah, it sounds, uh, actually sounds really interesting. So yeah. that might be worth some people giving a go. Yeah. Welcome, by the way, to uh, Barnes. Welcome, welcome. Welcome in. Uh, Debs, after seeing Wibble play Reefland yesterday, it was a ri- reminder I had that game and jumped back in to finish it. Another game to cross off at 100% complete. Like Wibble said, it's very relaxed and chill. I'd hoped since its early release in October 2022 that there would have been more levels already, but sadly, there are not. I also played a freebie game called I Commissioned Some Bees, which is just a simple click game where you have to find all the bees. Each level has a set number of bees, some as many as 100 per level. That's a lot of bees. Uh, You also have five bonus items to find each level. Wow. Uh, And then I started another little puzzle game called Zodiac Cats, which I believe was only $2. You get a little Zodiac calendar and you choose a star sign and solve the puzzle, moving pieces of the puzzle into the correct spot to form an image. Debs plays weird and wonderful games and I love it. Absolutely. Like every time, I love that Debs answers this and I never know what the answer is going to be. Yeah. (laughs) Never know about the games where like, yeah, Reefland, I'll watch Reefland... uh... Yeah, I commissioned some bees and Zodiac cats. It's like great. I think Debs goes to Debs goes to the Steam, uh, like the top sellers, and then sort by like worst, like least bought upwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, love indie games. It's great. Sort by decreasing only. Do you want to scroll down a little bit? No, because okay. your mouse is being weird. There you go. Um, oh, there's more from Debs. Uh, finally, just been simming my way through the week, playing The Sims growing together. I keep discovering new little dialogues that pop up, and I still love to see my infants discover things. Also, there are work rivalries now. When your sim has a work rivalry, they can either choose to befriend or be an enemy to the colleague. I would definitely be an enemy to all of them. Um, until that issue is resolved, you cannot progress in your career. Hmm. I love I'm... how there is so much more to The Sims. Like, they've added... So I'm very, very tempted to do like the next time I use Caroud control, Caroud, Caroud, Caroud control, might. Sorry, I've gone a little bit close there. Um, with my um, yeah, with crowd control, I really want to do the Sims, and it can be like add a person to the household, kill a person, start a fire. There are like loads of different um crowd control options. Maybe um, biggest brother can come back. I feel like biggest brother and where people, people can, can vote. On who they want to evict, and then they kill them. I don't know if that would work, but oh, no, maybe not. Yeah, and like people being able to just kill a person that's in there, it might be people would lose. We'd lose friendships. That is true. Yeah, but maybe the only way is biggest can come back. <laughs> yeah, anyway, biggest. Yeah, that was a thing that for like a week. <laughs> for a week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gemma, I am just an overcooked fan account now. I am playing through the all you can eat extra trimmings with Liz and Jacks. I love it. I haven't really found a story-based game to sink into, but I think my focus might not be there for that right now anyway. Great. Play what you've got, what you've got time to. Hmm. Um, we should, maybe we should play some Overcooked at some point. Actually, do you know what? We should play some Overcooked with Gemma and Liz. Yeah, and yeah. Jax. That might work. That'd be fun. Um, Sidious, I have not been playing anything new. Still obsessing over Power Wash Simulator. I've also been playing that this week. Um, but I've moved the, on from that, the, sorry. But the Midgar 
um, the Midgar stuff, uh, which is great. It's really good. I love all the little Final Fantasy bits. Uh, lots of extra lore. It's great. Mm. Uh, just been setting up my gaming la- gaming laptop and OBS. I managed to get my capture card working today and have my Switch hooked up. So excited. Looking forward to starting my scheduled streams next week. Well, Sidious. give a follow to Sidious and see what happens. There you go. Mm. Uh, and then lastly, Jif, based on Ed's recommendation and it being on sale for only 14 USD, uh, I downloaded and have been playing Moss. Uh, you are the reader, assisting a little mouse as she solves room puzzles and battles her way through the world. It's the first game I've played that felt truly VR, and not just a VR version of a game or feels overly claustrophobic. The most important part is you can high-five your mouse at the end of an area and watch her do a little victory dance. It's beyond adorable. Jif, I am so glad that Moss is now in your life. Um, I finished that this week, um, and... Um, because I talked about it last week and I thought, oh, I've been playing it for a couple of hours. And it turns out I was about 20 minutes from the end. So I have uh, I've, I've finished that super quick. But we've got book two and it, it end not this isn't the spot at the end, but it just ends and then it goes. It will continue in book two. So it's very obvious that it's a continuation. So if you like it, be prepared to get book two as well, mm. which I'm going to start soon because I am very excited. Start it straight after your shit. I'm not going for a shit. Thank you very well, much. Well, it sounds like your stomach is. <laughs> I told you, it's processing. It will finish processing in the morning, but it's just processing for now. It's not as loud as a food processor. <laughs> anyway, what's Vicky... Well, let's, what's Vicky been telling us about in the news? Uh, because news, 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 news. Swapping joysticks news. Honestly, these get worse. Um, well, it's a, it's a variety of news from the team. Oh. Um, but... Um, over the weekend, it was PAX East. And at PAX East, there was um, a Final Fantasy 16 panel with Koji Fox and uh, Naoki Yoshida. And it was called Yes, You Can Pet the Torgle. Um, and it was all about Final Fantasy 16. And it was a nice little presentation that was the same as what they did at the preview that I went to, um, but with some new Show footage. Off. Uh, with some new footage and um, it's basically given people like a new look at the game um, which is brilliant to be honest um, and I think what what they did which was quite funny was they had some like fan questions that they answered some of which were things like why is it so dark and then what they showed is like this huge world of like forests and deserts and sunlight and openness and all the stuff that they haven't shown yet in previews, because as they said, that previous preview was all about combat and they are yet to show off the full world. And now they are starting to do that. Um, so they've been releasing lots of clips. Um, there was a whole debate about whether characters should like shimmy through a gap, which is just pathetic. Get over it. Um, but it looks fucking phenomenal. And I cannot wait to play more of this game. It's just, it's just fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, playing it. I really hope that I can go and play it with, um, like, a lot of free time off work. Yes. When it comes out, when, yeah, when it comes out, I probably won't stream for, like, four days um, because I will be waking up, playing that game throughout the day, then going to bed at night, and then doing the same thing for a few days after that because... I love a Final Fantasy game, and this one seems to be hitting the right spots. Even yeah. if Sid does sound like the guy from The Office. 
What do you mean he sounds like? It's the same actor. That's why he sounds like him. He sounds fucking brilliant. All right, Finchy. He's it's, got a great voice. He is Finchy from The Office, who is like a bit of a perv. He's giving, cannot... he's giving like Sean Office Bean. Why do we do he's like giving like accent. sexy daddy Sean Bean, and I'm here for that. Mm. No, he's not sexy daddy. He's Finchy from The Office. Well, vocally. Yeah, it just it's weird. Yeah, it, it's honestly my number one most wanted game this year. Awesome. The more I see of it, the more I'm like, I just need to play this immediately. I just, yeah. So Even more than a certain other game that we're going to get to. Yeah. Um, so, Resi 4, we've talked about quite a bit today. Um, there's been various bits of news. We talked about some, some skips um, that people have discovered. Um, today in the news, it sold more than 3 million copies. Um, in its first two days, which is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big. Um, but one of the most interesting bits of news is that it's already been data mined, oh. and people have found references to the separate ways mode, which was included in the original, um, and basically sees you playing as Ada Wong, and um, it's not included in the remake. But there are references to it in the files, so people are now wondering that. You know, is this going to be DLC that's coming? So we already know that the mercenaries mercenaries mode is coming. And we know that probably in about a year, they are going to release the VR mode. Um, but it looks like maybe separate ways could be coming as DLC. So that would be good. But that was not... Was that DLC before? No, because it was on a GameCube, which didn't have internet. Well, so, no, it did. So they've, not, they've taken stuff out to make DLC. It's an extra mode. Mm. So so is Mercenaries. Mercenaries is free, though. But maybe this won't be. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Omni says, I miss gaming mysteries. Data mining has killed the idea of a secret in a game. Yeah, there's like... I mean, there are some certain, like, secrets when it comes to kind of secret mechanics, like the shooting the bell. Um, but stuff like, you know, hidden exotics in Destiny, for example, like people data mine these type of things. That's annoying. I actually quite like the amount of data mining in Elden Ring, just because... It gave That's, you articles. Well, it did. <laughs> but also it's things like giving, like being able to data mine the character models and look at them more closely and then understand the lore because so much of that lore is cryptic that I almost feel like data mining became another level of that. Um, look at my rusty key to get all the lore. That's a good old yeah. Souls game. Um, now, I know there are a lot of people excited about Dragon Age Dreadwolf. We still don't have a release date for that, although there are reports that it's coming later this year. Um, but there was a new report earlier this week that the Mass Effect team have now been brought on to basically continue polishing the game. So it's already in alpha. Um, it's playable from start to finish. Um, but they've brought over most of the Mass Effect teams come over and just help to get it done, um, which is not a bad thing. There's still a core Mass Effect team who are working on Mass Effect. It's definitely a long way off. Uh, but it means they've got some extra help in. And if you scroll back up and stop messing around. I was just voting. Um, well, don't vote. But actually, no, Liv does those. So please do vote. Liv, really I excited. voted that I'm not excited about mass uh, about uh, Dragon Age Dreadwolf, I'm afraid. There you go. But um, my, my favourite Dragon Age character, Iron Bull, definitely. See the one with the... No, why Why was Why was Thingy with the moustache not there? Not even an option. Ask Liv. Ask Liv. Wow. Shocking. Um, but, so the Mass Effect team have come over, and then, keep going up, because um, I've forgotten his name, Mark Dara, uh, who basically used to be an exec producer at Bioware, he was the exec producer on Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, he 
who worked on Inquisition. He also worked on um, Anthem. Um, and um, Dorian, that's what I was thinking of. Dorian's the best. He's hot. Um, so basically, Mark Dara worked on a lot of the series. He left Bioware um, after Anthem came out, because uh, that was a mess. Um, but he has now been brought back as a consultant to work on Dreadwolf. So his position is specifically to link this new game with the legacy of the old games. So I think this is a good move. It shows that they are trying to make sure that this is part of the series. It's authentic to the series. The fans are going to like it. And they're clearly getting the Mass Effect team to come in and help just polish it and make it the best it can be. So I think this is good news for, for Dreadwolf. Um, and yeah, hopefully we will, um, we will get some more news on that soon. Good for them. <laughs> Maybe I'll get into that one and then be like, oh, this is amazing. I need to go back and play the old ones. You haven't played Inquisition, have you? I played a little bit, but I played a little bit after I finished The Witcher 3 and was like, this is no any Oh, that was, a, that was a massive yeah. error. Yeah. You definitely played those the wrong way around. Same with Skyrim. Um, and then I went to Skyrim and was like, this is even worse. Skyrim's great. No, not compared to The Witcher. It's better than Inquisition as well. Sorry. But yeah, after playing The Witcher, you need to save The Witcher 3 for like the last one of your kind of medieval fantasy RPGs. Because I, mean, I think Skyrim would have been great. Then I'd have gone to play... Dra I think maybe Skyrim and Dragon Age are quite different. Um, like oh, they are very different. Very games. different. And you then can't, I mean, they're RPGs, but you can't really compare them. Aside from the fact they've both got magic and dragons. Mm. Whereas then The Witcher would be like should be the final one that you play. But um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Dragon Age. I appreciate like the characters and the relationships. I don't particularly like the combat, and I just found the world a bit tick boxy in a sort of open worldy kind of way but that was inquisition like the characters are great and the ro I, I completely get how people like the characters and the romances but i personally would rather play mass effect well because i think it plays better i just deleted Sorry. mass effect from my steam deck <gasps> how dare well i think if i do play mass effect 2 which is the next one i'm due to play i will play mass it effect on 2 you will love yeah it's so good is it one to enjoy on stream or to myself? Um, no, because you're going to get loads of backseats just telling you how to play it. Don't worry, I'll just ban Riley. And that... Oh! Oh! I was trying to be subtle with chat and you went straight in. I was joking. Riley never backseats. <laughs> Not that I remember anyway. Uh, there are some people who love a backseat though. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. So I, I would say enjoy it in your own time. But um, there you go. I, I will stream it. I'll definitely stream it. Um, okay, moving on. Sidious Brothers says, I'm sure Ed probably knows, already knows, but did we see the news about a potential future for Aerith in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? I might have seen something, but it's not been reported. Mm. Feel free to share a link. Um, I just geek out and get excited to see your reaction, says Riley. Yeah, Mr. Wibble says, see, only stream Mass that's Effect perfect. 2. perfect. That's perfect. Only stream Mass Effect 2 if you plan to finish it on stream. I mean, I would. That is true. Because yeah, you'll do it for one stream and not finish it. And when did I last do that? With like every game. I finish a lot of games on stream. I finish Celeste. I finish Frog Detective and Frog Detective 2. Okay, and Frog all like Detective an 3. Long. I finished all three of those in one stream. Um, I mean, Zelda, I'm going to... Um, I'm playing... By the way, I, we didn't mention it earlier, but I'm playing through Breath of the Wild. Uh, going for all shrines. I am 15 shrines down after just one stream. I'll be doing more tomorrow. And um, yeah, we'll be finishing Zelda, going through all of the shrines. 
You did also finish Mass Effect 1 on stream. However, Mass Effect 2 is about three times as long. Well, Because it turns out Mass Effect 1 is really short. Like, well, when I played Legendary Edition, I'd forgotten how short that game is. And I whipped through it in a couple of days and was like, oh, that was quick. Yeah, there's some games you play in it these days that you like. You played when you were ages, when you were really young. And you're like, oh, actually, these games are pretty short. Like, Celeste, I finished in five hours. It, the last part took a long time because of people trolling me. A bit more than that. I, I know, I think for me it was five. I think it was seven. Was it seven? I, well, there was about an hour, to be honest, on that last part that just Maybe. people were trolling. <laughs> No, I think I did five hours something. Maybe, I don't know. But um, that was... Oh, it's such a good game. But yeah, no, I think when I played it the first time, I did it in 12, but it felt longer because I just took breaks in there as well. But yeah, the, yeah Mass Effect 1, but like Mass Effect 2, I would do it. I'd probably do it when you're on like a trip away or something so I can get like three streams in, you know, in uh, consecutive evenings. I'll gladly go away and you leave it to it. That's fine. If you go and treat yourself, go, go to a nice spa. Are you, are you, oh, if you pay for me to go for a spa weekend just so you can play Mass Effect 2... I am down with that. I am neither... I'm not rich enough to go and send you with Daddy's credit card. Okay, well, if everyone could sub so that Ben can treat me, that'd be great. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I, that already happens. <laughs> <laughs> I already spoil you enough. Right. Thanks. Um, um, so, uh, no. Oh. I hadn't done that one. What was that one? What was it? The, the US one. Congress. There you go. Um, <laughs> money, thank you so much for gifting five no, subs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, money. Um, so that will be, I will buy Ed a muffin. You, I told you you shat yourself. I no, thought I smelled. I thought I could smell something. No, I feel. Oh, do you want no, to get them up? It's just my boxes that I've got tied up. Yeah, um, got squelched. We, the cleaner anyway. came over today, by the way. She was great. She was um, fantastic. And also, we did the most middle class thing ever. We cleaned up for the cleaner. Yes. We like had to spend like a good hour cleaning and tidying and you went to get food and I was stayed up back, you know, kind of making sure we emptied the dishwasher and like properly tidied up for the for the cleaner. I don't want someone coming over and thinking we live in a hovel. We don't. No, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, um the US Congress has raised concerns about Sony's monopoly on Japan's gaming market. This is slightly a ridiculous story um, because it's just really false and also blatant about why this has come up. But if you scroll down a little bit, please, Ben. Okay. Um, so basically, Senator Maria Cantwell uh, last week was talking uh, during a Senate Finance Committee hearing and um, she brought up um, basically some comments about Sony. She said, I'm told that Sony controls a monopoly of 98% of the high-end game market, yet Japan's government has allowed Sony to engage in blatant anti-competitive conduct through exclusive deals and payments to game publishers, Final Fantasy 14, uh, 16 and 7. Um, and basically they're trying to say that Sony is just dominating Japan and not allowing American companies in there. And... Firstly, that 98% is bullshit. Because... Uh, technically, it's correct. Because it's high-end game market, which apparently Nintendo Switches don't count as high-end. It also doesn't include mobile, and it doesn't include PC. So it's pretty much Xbox versus uh, PlayStation, and like, PlayStation wins. Quite clearly. And yeah. yes, PlayStation wins. But then, actually, if you look at that, Nintendo kicked the shit out of Sony. Because Nintendo, until 
only very recently have had the Switch as the number one console for months and months and months. The top like 20 games in Japan, at least 15 of which will be Switch exclusives. Like Nintendo is what dominates in Japan, not Sony. And it's so obvious that this has come up at a time when Microsoft are trying to buy Activision Blizzard and it's the whole Sony Microsoft thing and anti-competition. And um, this came up, basically it's sort of come up with other other letters from politicians who are trying to push this through to whoever and trade in America. And Microsoft have even said, have admitted that they have spoken to Congress about issues, even though not directly this. Um, I think if you look up Cantwell, she has basically been paid a load of money by Microsoft. Well, okay, so I had a look at that. Apparently she's been paid a lot of money, like half a million dollars or whatever, over like the space of seven years or whatever. But apparently Microsoft headquarters or something are in her constituency. So, so, so I wonder why she is concerned about this. Yeah, but also it means that like a lot of people that have like donated to her campaign and work for Microsoft, I think they have to like register where they work. So it could be just a lot of people, a lot of employees donate for her. Because I mean, if you're going to be right, if you're going to be working from, I don't know, if you're going to be working for Microsoft, you are more liberal or whatever. But, you know, like you're probably going to be a bit younger and they tend to be a bit more whatever. But yeah, it is potentially that if you want to find a kind of a reason why she might have a few more um, donations from people that work for Microsoft. But it is very shady. And also it's bollocks what she's saying. Yeah. But it's not bollocks. It's It's one of those technically trues. Well, it's not because she says high-end gaming market. What does that mean? I, so apparently Sony came up with that. Someone said that Sony came up with that phrase um, to, to kind of have a go at... Um, yeah, they, they used that phrase when they were trying to stop the Activision Blizzard um, takeover by Microsoft. So apparently they've used the, that phrase to get back. It's ridiculous. I would imagine she probably knows nothing about gaming and someone just slipped her a note and said, you should talk about this and bring it up. Yeah. So that now Activision, uh, Microsoft versus Sony becomes discussed in US Congress. And it's mm. it's ridiculous. Um, USMK <laughs> says, they'll add whatever qualifiers they can to make the numbers say whatever they want them to. Exactly. It's like lies, damn lies. There's lies, damn lies and statistics. Yeah. And then the flip side of this as well is that Japan have actually approved the merger of Activision Blizzard and Microsoft. Yeah. Um, because they couldn't give a shit because they know it won't affect them. Um, so they've also said, like, well, go ahead, do that. It's fine. They don't care. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. And the EU and yeah, has also approved it as well. Not yet. Haven't it? No. Are they, is that the preliminary so findings? So the, the, no, it's the UK. Their provisional findings is that they don't see in the gaming console market um, that it's anti-competitive. Um, but part of their investigation is also about cloud gaming and if there's competition in cloud gaming and that is still up for debate but it's still provisional they might change their minds good right but the big news of the week that was super fun is that yesterday we finally got 10 minutes of gameplay of the legend of zelda tears of the fucking kingdom um and i'm very excited about this i'm more excited about final fantasy 16 but i am very excited about tears of the kingdom um, we got to see some new gameplay for the first time. Um, we got to see some new powers. Um, so he ha Link has a new recall ability. Scroll down. Um, that allows him to rewind time. Um, and so they've got the... You will have seen in the world, there are these floating islands above the land of Hyrule. And one of the ways that you get up there is if there's a falling rock, 
you can basically climb onto it and go backwards in time and ride it up into the sky. Um, but one of the coolest things is this fusion idea that is clearly a big part of combat and puzzle solving is the idea of fusing. Don't you dare say no, it's not my kind of game. <laughs> I voted. Wow. <laughs> um, it's, it's about experimentation and fusing different things together to see what happens. So maybe you've got a twig and a rock and you fuse them together to create a hammer or um, uh, an arrow and an eyeball that then becomes a homing arrow or fusing up logs together and motors to make a raft that's you know like a speedboat. Um, and so I think what they're doing with this is they're really leaning into experimentation I think the fact that years later people are still finding new things in Breath of the Wild, new ways to play that game, to use the power, um, all those sorts of things. I think they're really um, they're really playing into that in the new one. So even though it's the same Hyrule, similar graphics, same controls, same engine, I think a lot of people are maybe worried that it looks so similar to Breath of the Wild. And I think that's why in this gameplay bit they really wanted to show what's different about it. Um, which is that they are leaning into experimentation. So there's a lot that they can do with this, which looks really fun. I'm still personally more interested in the story side of things. I'm still interested to know where are the shrines, because when you look at the map, there aren't any shrines. Um, are we going to get dungeons somewhere? That's personally what I really want. Um, but I think there are some very interesting implications in, in fusion. Yeah, I'm interested about this. I, it's weird because then if it's a sequel, if what kind of sequel is it? Is it a sequel that is like better in every way than the original? And now you're like, well, am I going to enjoy the original as much if like this has improved on it in every way and it's had loads of features that if I played the original now would feel missing? Or is it kind of like the next iteration and you're like, well, it, things haven't changed as much. Um, there's not as much of a difference. It feels like DLC. So I'm I'm hoping that it uh, that it's really good. I mean I'm mainly excited about Final Fantasy 16 more than anything, but I love uh, I'm really loving uh, playing Breath of the Wild right now. So will playing this immediately afterwards, which it's probably going to be, will that make me kind of oh I've already played loads of this, or why did I waste my time with Breath of the Wild because this game is better in every way? I think I think in some ways this is going to be a bit like what we were saying with Octopath. Um... Which also, yeah. I think, is going to be very similar to Mario Galaxy. Now, I haven't played Mario Galaxy 2, and not that many people did. But people who did play it all say that Mario Galaxy 2 is way better than Mario Galaxy. But they are incredibly similar games. It's just that 2 took everything 1 did and just made it a bit better. Yeah. And I think, from what we were talking about, Octopath, we haven't played the first one, but it seems like reviews are saying that 2 takes everything the first one did, does it better. So it doesn't have the originality and the sort of initial wow factor. But once you get into it, you're like, actually, this is this is way better. And I think this might have a similar thing to it. Mm. Um, it's not going to have the originality factor of, oh, it's open world Zelda. But I think the fuse idea is enough of an interesting gimmick that it will give it its own feel. Um, one of the things that's really struck me about it is just the sort of verticality. So, you know, it's not just the world, it's then the world above the world and the fact that you can just freely go between them the fact that you can go up with the rocks or you can fall back down again you know if you fall off a as they showed if you fall off one of the islands you just fall to the ground like it's completely 
integrated, like these sort of two levels, really. Um, or things like the ability to essentially swim through mountains. So if you want to get to the top of a mountain, you can just go into a cave at the bottom and then sort of swim up, basically, to the top of it, um, which means you don't have to climb as much. Um, and even with the vehicles, you then see, like, flying ships where you're flying across the sky. Like, there's just such a sense of verticality to everything they're doing. So it just it's almost like an extra dimension. You know, it's 3D, but then it's, like, going upwards as well that you don't do enough of. Um, so I, th I think it looks great. Like, yeah, it's not... It doesn't have the wow factor. But mm. I think that they've also dabbled in enough bits of interesting lore... Um, you know, they're showing now like Zonai charge. What's what's, what's oh, there's that so about? much that they've not mentioned, and that's what yeah. they were like when when uh, Breath of the Wild was announced and stuff. Like, I think people were, yeah, they were saying how cool it was. And I remember listening to Dan Riker, uh, who was at Giant Bomb at the time, and he had like a week to play with it. Um, and I think they announced, I think the reviews came out, um, like a few days before the game came out, and people were like, and he was just on there going like. You wouldn't. You will not believe how good this is. Yeah, you will be absolutely blown away. Like from, I remember the hype was kind of. This looks interesting. This looks really good. Is it going to be great? Is it going to be a bit of a flop? Who knows? Because it's you know it's the first Zelda in a long time. Whatever that that could be really good. And yeah, I just remember him being like, yeah, that you don't know most of the stuff about this game. Um, that it's not been announced. And and I wonder if that's going to be the same. Is other reviews going to come out for this? And it's going to be like, yeah, it's like one of the best games ever made. But like it's just loads of stuff that they haven't announced yet. Like these dun I've got a feeling there's gonna be some big dungeons in there. There has to be. I mean, one of the crit that's the thing, one of the criticisms of Breath of the Wild is that there wasn't enough story and there wasn't there weren't enough dungeons because it was split between all the shrines that were all visually quite samey. So have they listened to that? Are we getting more story? Are we getting bigger dungeons? Or is it that they're just leaning more into experimentation and then you know they I I just want answers to so many questions. Even this video is showing the sort of more, the different link with the long hair. But we've already seen the sort of two links in the different trailers. Like, which one is this? Is this the one that you play with more often? Like, I still don't know. Um, so everyone still has a million questions, but it looks great. And it's out in May? Yes. And there's also a Zelda-themed um, OLED, if you want that, mm. which does look quite pretty. It definitely uh, doesn't. Like, if anybody here has not got an OLED, this is uh, your warning. You should definitely buy an OLED Switch because they are stunning. And it will make you become a handheld gamer if you're not already. Indeed. Um, but yes, only May the 12th. So that is in like six weeks. Yeah. 12. Wait, what? Wait. One, two, three, four, five. Six weeks and two days. Look at that. That was correct. Wow. Jinx says, I do not have an OLED. That is a, an issue that needs fixing. Get an OLED. Do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> or just wait like a year when the next Switch comes out and then it'll be even better. So there you go. I've got to um, say, when it comes to the Zelda Special Edition Switch, I don't think I've ever seen a Special Edition Switch that I liked the look of. I did. I'm not a big Animal Crossing fan, but I do think the Animal Crossing mm. one was quite cute. It was that was as close to what I'd like, but I don't know. That I just think that they could do so much nicer ones. Like for example, you see how kind of Xbox changed their controllers up, like something like that. I don't want some kind of kind of tattoo 
on my Xbox, on my Switch. I, um, I am the same Switch. as you. I like it clean. I want the classic original version. Mm. I don't want, like, when people get, like, different faceplates for their consoles and stuff, like, I can't. I can't do well, that. Well, we have a very nice-looking faceplate for our PS5. But that's just because it's black. Yeah. But something kind of bold, like a Switch where the dock... Like, if it was a Mario Switch and the dock was purely red... And just had the. I don't want some kind of logos, or I don't want that kind of weird patterns on there. I just want something like a block, pure red, maybe like an M on it. If no, I, I don't want that. I just want a color. Yeah. Like, like they had. I had. Um, I got extra controllers, which were like the luminous yellow and purple ones, which are basically Splatoon. Yeah. But it's just different colors, and I quite like that. I'm gonna look at limited edition. See, Liv Switch. got the Animal Crossing one. She says, "I'm weak for pastel." But the thing is fair. But the things like the Splatoon one just doesn't do anything for me. Um, it, with the and the Zelda, which one's that one? Mm. I think it might be uh, not a, not a real one. Oh, that was right. Yeah, the um, they did a special edition Switch that was just red, didn't they? I remember that slightly. Um, so there are some, but things like the Smash Brothers one just looked really ugly. Um, I just no, I did not like that whatsoever. Yeah, I find it a little bit tacky. I like mm. I like classic. Yeah, the um, which is the which is that one? That Actually, was... that's that's mm. Scarlet and Violet. Scarlet and Violet was quite nice, that especially quite nice with the different uh, Joy Cons for each of the uh, schools. Yeah, but some some of them Marley's look good. He's got the Smash one. Oh shit! <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, there are some good looking ones. Like the controllers don't get. I don't want it. I don't want like images. I want either not even necessarily a pattern, apart from maybe the Splatoon one that's quite cute. Um, I like the splashes on the Splatoon one, but I my favorite was the Snipper Clips one because it gave me the red and the blue, so like the neon colors, but in the opposite, like the opposite um, Joy Cons, so I can either have two blue and two red, or a red and a blue, or a blue and a red. Nice. I can choose. Um, yeah. Okay. Last thing. Uh, well, no, sorry, two things. Last couple of things. Um, so E three is meant to be happening in June. Um, and it's one of those big gaming events that is meant to be there every year and is a huge deal. And um, basically Ubisoft have withdrawn from it this year. They said that they were going to be there and now have backed out and they're going to do their own event instead. Um, none of the big publishers are planning on being there. Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, none of them agreed to be there. Um, it looks like loads of places are backing out. Sega and Tencent have also backed out so um yeah it, we don't know yet what's happening with e3 at this point because so many big publishers are just not going to be there um so yeah there could be could be news on uh on e3 and and what its future is yeah we will i guess we will find out soon uh what happens with it but hopefully i don't know i, I loved E3. That was like one of my most one of the most exciting things. Um, by the way, oh yeah, Devolver's pulled out as well. Um, well, Devolver have never been to E3, oh, but they have they have a, their own little show in the parking lot next to it, which is a sort of piss take. That was at but the Dave Lang Memorial. Doing, they're not doing that. Yeah, the Dave Lang Memorial uh, building. Even though Dave Lang is not dead, it was quite amusing. There you go. Um, yeah, they've not nothing's been announced, but. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I just I loved E3 
like when he like that was some of the most exciting things it's like, like game of christmas it is you hear so many things and people would be i'd listen to uh giant bomb they would do literally like four hour shows every single day in the evening describing yeah. what they've been playing they'd have interviews with people there'd be every year there'd be jeff gersman interviewing um oh god phil spencer which was always iconic because they just sat with a beer and like was just really kind of down to earth and they used to chat um, obviously, you've got things like Edge magazine that did the E3 specials after each one before kind of social media was a massive thing. It was really, really enjoyable. And it's just weird seeing people on the Internet kind of say, ha, oh, look, they're all leaving. This is going down the shitter. And it's like, why Why would you celebrate this? Like, why are people happy just to see things fail? I think that's because they've got sad little lonely lives that uh, are failures and they're failures to their own parents. So I mean, they, back, they enjoy a failure. Back in the days, like E3 was the big show. And now there are a lot of other ones. You know, there's there's Gamescom, there's Summer Games Fest, there's there's uh, GCD this week, there's been the Tokyo Game Show, there's been whatever else. Like there are loads of, of different trade shows now. So yeah, I don't think it's feasible to just have one big one a year that everyone sort of focuses on i think it's nice that there are smaller ones and and things throughout the year um but it's always good to go to a trade show or or a, a games convention like you know as we're going to wows at the weekend it's always fun to get to play stuff and and for industry people to meet and and have these kind of in-person events and you know it's sad that e3 won't happen even if it's not as big as it used to be it's still great to like have a trade show where, where yeah. new things are shown and it's an opportunity for people to, to meet up and do stuff. And these trade shows, you're going to get people who they're going to have like builds of games that are not suitable to show just the general public because people look at it and go, oh, this is terrible. Look at all the glitches in it. And it's like, no, because you play it to somebody who's in the industry and understands that it's like a pre-alpha build and you can see the concept of what they're going and you know that it's going to probably be changed later. So you're not just going to bad mouth it. They're, they have that kind of ability to play that. But now when it's all kind of entirely produced by them like yeah here's 20 minutes of the latest games that are coming out on nintendo you don't get a chance to ask any questions you don't get a chance to kind of play some pre some builds for it so you can kind of give some extra reporting uh to the people that might be reading your you know your your website or you know listening to your podcast it's just very much kind of like this is exactly what we want to put out and not a not a thing more um and Whereas in like, yeah, when E3 is there, people have been booked to have like special presentations and preview and, and being able to play bits kind of like from the moment the, the trade show, uh, the trade show's doors open to like the moment it closes. So that kind of, that's kind of sad because I used to, you know, used to hunt around and, well, oh, what games have people been playing when they've been there? I want to go and like listen to my, I'll go and read my favorite journalists or my favorite sites to kind of find out what little things that they've, that they've found and discovered, but. Gamescom is still there. I'm going to be at Gamescom this year. Mm, um, Gamescom, lucky you. Yeah, Cologne. I'm going to go to Germany for the first time. And also, yeah, TwitchCon. And then Waz at the weekend. Yeah. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Yeah, bitter. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, um, final thing. The final bit of news is just that the PlayStation Monthly Games have been announced. That's so um, one of them is Meet Your Maker. Um, which is the new game from Behaviour, DBD's developer, uh, which is like a sort of building raiding thing, which looks like it might be quite fun. Um, scroll down. Um, there is uh, Tales, Tales of, of Iron. Iron, 
which is um sort of fantasy thing which might be quite fun uh and there's also Sackboy: a big adventure yes i don't um, know if i've mentioned this before on the podcast but i've been what i've wanted to play it for so long i've wanted to play it since i finished astrobot because i was like i loved astrobot when it, you know the that's the one astrobot astro's playroom no. astro's playroom is ps5 ps5 yeah i played astro's playroom on ps5 and finished it and was like oh that was just perfect i want some i want more of a plat like another platformer and then i saw sackboy and i was like Oof, i'm not quite ready to spread uh, to spend 60 pounds on something that's possibly similar like another similar platformer but i was like i bet one day it'll come to ps plus and, and seeing the comments so many people were exactly the same way they were like yeah i didn't want to buy it but i just knew it would come to ps plus eventually and yeah sometimes being patient pays off indeed so um yeah so sackboy if you don't know is the uh the mascot from Little Big Planet, um, which is well, there were three Little Big Planets. They were great two D platformers, and you could make your own levels mm. uh, by Media Molecule. And Media Molecule have gone on to do other things. Dreams and yep, and Sackboy, I think I'm, I'm presuming, is now owned by Sony as a mascot. And uh, this is a different developer, but they have created a sort of three D platformer, which looks a bit like sort of Mario three D Land, basically. Um, but on PS5, um, and and it's multiplayer, so it's sort of co-op. Um, it, it is literally Mario 3D World, um, but on PS5. Do you know? Uh, it's many... also on PC as well. It's been out for a while. Do you know how many Little Big Planets I've finished? None. Every single one. Have you? Every. I even played the karting game for a I, fair bit. Oh, I played one and two. I liked it. I didn't find that people like always got so much character. I found the opposite. Um, it was kind of like a little bit of a faceless blank character that you've got there it doesn't have much of a personality Sack boy is full of personality he's just a little bland character really though isn't he how very dare he's very generic he's like he's the equivalent of a kind of a mannequin wow um well that's the point he wears different costumes that's why he's a sack no i will i mean it's how, yeah, why is he cool i will see maybe maybe playing this i'll be like oh my god actually i love this character Great. I love a platformer, you know me. There I'm going to go and play it. Well, is that something that we should play together on stream, or do you want to play it with someone else? No, I'll just play it on my own, probably. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. And I can finish it, and it's not too difficult, apparently. Uh, but the clues just said about regarding... Um, isn't PAX like that, too? Like, they have new games showcased there, too. They do, but unfortunately, like, they let the Great Unwashed play, uh, play, <laughs> play those games. I'm just talking about, like, yeah, games that are kind of... Like, E3 didn't have the public... Like the public weren't even allowed to uh, like be part of E3 until like a year or two before it, it shut down. Because it ran out of money. Yeah, they were like, we need the money. Um, so let's just bring everybody in. But I think they also had like an area for the public or a day for the public. And then the rest of the time, the public weren't allowed in. It's usually in. a press day first. Yeah. Um, and then the public gets to go in. So yeah, that was thing. But yeah, no. I mean, honestly, go and listen to kind of Giant Bomb's um e3 kind of events the way that they covered it and their podcast it was good good memories very good memories mm. uh, oh yeah e3 was not destroyed because of the pandemic e3 was going down the shitter like before um covid yeah. there were rumors of it being cancelled i think sony or microsoft or both had pulled out um before covid like before well, nintendo started doing their directs and then but they did it at the same time. They did it like it wasn't part of E3, was it? But they did it at that time because they yeah, knew yeah. that was the the time that they do it. Well, they would they would still show games at E3, 
But I think for them, like I remember when Breath of the Wild was coming out, like that was the the only game they had. So yeah. they had a whole section just for that one game because that's all they had to show off. Yeah. Um, which I mean, why would you need anything more? Um, but yeah. Anyway, that was the news. News, 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 news. Money says you always have such shit controversial opinions. They're just Agreed, different Monica. opinions, Money. They're just different. You need to learn and be more accepting of people with other opinions. If only she was. Well, your opinions are wrong. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. So that is it. We had quite a long podcast today. One hour forty-five. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Go on then, tell us where can we find you. We're not doing a quick look uh, this week because it's been a bit hectic and we only just started at half eight because Ed poisoned us. Um, I did not poison us. I'll have you know that HelloFresh said that dinner would take 30 minutes and it definitely didn't. It took an hour because potatoes take a while. Um, So that's why. And then you decided to go shit yourself, so don't blame me for that. Mm -hmm. Um, You can follow me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch and on Twitter. And you can find me at Biggest Benis on Twitch and Instagram and at Biggest Benis 1 on Twitter. I've got to use my Instagram now. I actually haven't uploaded anything in forever, but uh, yeah. But you can also, do you know where else you can find me? At WASD on Saturday, I'm going to be part of a Jackbox panel uh, with seven other content creators, including the wonderful, wonderful Geeky Cassie and Donatart and Magnetic and a bunch of other people who I'm looking forward to meeting and... Uh, losing to in uh, Jackbox. It's going to be just so much fun. Um, so that will be... I'm not sure. I'll post it in the Discord where you can watch that. I don't know if it's going to be like on the front page of Twitch or whatnot. It's been retweeted by Wazd and, and various things. So we will see. I'm going to be laughing in the audience. Good. Laughing at you when I hope you lose. <laughs> well, it's, it'd be a weird feeling to lose. How does it feel? <laughs> on that note... Where can we find where where can we find swapping joysticks episodes? Uh, at swappingjoysticks.com. Uh, also across all of your favourite podcast hosting sites and platforms. And follow and us on you can Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at at swap joysticks. Well, you know it. Of course, I know it. Good. Um, at swap joysticks. Go follow us there, and also check us out on YouTube. Um, YouTube. And uh, we've got all the old podcasts on there, and plenty of quick looks, which we're not doing today. But there are loads of other ones you can go and check out. Do you know what quick look I want to do at some point? What's that? Me and you playing Madden with like Yuffie teaching us about American football or Mr. Yuffie on screen. Twitch guest star teach us the rules of American football. Now, I've actually watched a bit of American football, so I'm not completely oblivious. Oh, I've absolutely no idea. Really? No, I have a single clue. Oh, I'm not. I'm not totally oblivious to what the rules are. Well, maybe you can. Uh, well, feel free to teach me then. Okay, great. Because I have no idea. <laughs> well, if if people have ideas as well for quick looks you want to see or games you want us to play, then then let us know. Uh, go to the Discord and let us know. And yeah. We will. We will consider. Yoffi says we'd be up for it. Deal. <laughs> we'll get that organised. Great. <laughs> Perfect. And then I can teach you about cricket. We can play a cricket game. No. End the stream. I can do We're that. Not I can cricket. do that. I can no. do that. Cricket's fantastic. Cricket's the worst sport in life. 